Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. And welcome back to the Black and White Podcast, where life might not be black and white, but we certainly are. My name is Marie. And my name is Katie. Hello, hello, Katie. Hello. (laughs) Excuse me. I've got a little bit of a cough today. Um. I think we all got a little sick at Universal Studios. We did. Week. Yeah. So that's been fun. Um, but I am excited to have um, a wonderful friend of mine on today. Um, she is a local star and drag queen extraordinaire. Uh, really does a lot of community work. We're really proud to know her. Uh, Nico and I love her so much. Uh, so I'd like to welcome... Berja to Bye. the <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you. We can hear Am you. I loud enough? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're okay. Well, uh, Katie, I want to point out the, the the shirt that Persia has on right now. Do you want to show Katie your shirt? Show okay, me. so it says La Reina del Rio. So okay. La Reina. Is, oh, sorry. Yeah, of course. I had to say it like I say it. You know, like like you know, one of those with an enye on the end. Yeah, but it's enye. Maybe I would have could have said the enye if I wasn't sick. Reina. Yes. Use some of that phlegm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but what's great about this shirt is that, like, so Persia. Uh, is um, of course not only just loved by all, but specifically um, is the star of a local bar, and it's called oh. El Rio. And she is the queen of El Rio. And they had they have a big picture up. They have that picture up in yeah. the bar. And they sell the t-shirts. So that's Persia. Um, And so she's the queen of El Rio, all of our favorite bars. It's probably the bar I feel safest at in in the city. I don't know about you, Persia, but it's definitely where I feel like it's home for a lot of us Uh (laughs) (laughs) ne'er-do-wells. No, I totally is. And I'm not just saying this because I am 
la reina del río. But um, yes. it really has allowed me to, you know, I lost my, my drag space many, many years ago. And, yeah. you know, I never had a drag mother. So I've always been this like bastard drag performer. And I finally found a home again and here in, in uh, Rio. And it really is a safe space, allowing me to sort of do whatever I want, which is <laughs> sometimes I feel I'm like, you know, I started dabbling in DJing and so, and they've allowed me to sort of like, you know, do that here. And uh, actually tomorrow, um, Saturday, uh, November 5th, uh, they're celebrating their 44 year anniversary. And I am co-hosting with uh, our really good friend, Yves Saint-Lacroissant, and I will, will be hosting and then I'll be DJing and there's gonna be a whole bunch of awesome performers. <clears throat> That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's funny because El Rio is probably, I mean, not because of El Rio specifically, but at El Rio is where I met Persia and we met through Hard French, which is a, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a party. And I think that's the simplest way of putting it. But it's a party that connected a lot of us. I think um, I met a lot of my friends through that party and it was, you know, once a month at El Rio, uh, you could catch me dancing on a box, uh, <laughs> go going my heart out. Um, and that's when I first met Persia, but I know that we've also become closer because they're really good friends with Nico. They actually work with Nico. Um, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. It's a small, small world we live in. <laughs> I can't get rid of her. <laughs> no, I it's so good because uh, Marie has been so excited to have you on the podcast, and I've been very excited to meet you. Um, I have to ask, uh, since you never had sort of your own drag mother, do you feel like you're becoming that for others right now? Well, I do have two drag children that I never really like were <laughs> i never knew that was going to be a thing because uh -huh. in the past i've been asked and i'm like no i'm too young well that was when i was way younger um <laughs> and i was like no i'm too young to be a mother um but uh these two particular humans um they dab in like drag and 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 sort of um uh Performance art. Well, the performance say? art, yeah, because they're they're, they're singer-songwriters, uh, but you know they also did some drag stuff with me. And um, one of my drag children is uh, Tyler Holmes, who is amazing. Uh, go check out his music on Spotify and and buy and support. He has such an angelic voice that it like literally melts you. And I'm not just saying this because he's my drag child, but. <clears throat> really really amazing um uh, i have a funny story when i was <laughs> <laughs> tell us <laughs> when i was dating this person a year or two ago like he's like hey you because i have a record player and i was he's like can you play a record and i was like oh yeah i had just gotten um my tyler holmes record so i put it on and he's like wow this sounds this is so beautiful the voice and it's like i know and then all of a sudden he starts to try to make out with me and i was like ah no <laughs> i got him in the mood this is my drag child i can't be doing this while well. it's in the abort abort so i took I that off and I, 
put something else. Um, <clears throat> but so then that's Ty Tyler Holmes, uh, who just recently moved to LA. And then my other uh, drag child is uh, Sancha. Uh, she's been in LA now for a few years now. Um, but she's from San Jose, also amazing. She just performed here in San Francisco at the Independent. She's in a, a little small tour. Um, I think she's in Portland right now, and then she's going to Seattle. But, you know, she's been doing a lot of, like, cool, cool things. She's uh, closed the, um, the fashion exhibit at LACMA this year. The, um, wow. I forget which one, but... Um, so she, she's doing a lot. And, you know, she started with with me, really. Uh, I used to curate art shows, did all kinds of stuff. So I would always be like, you're performing, I don't care. <laughs> she's like, but I'm tired. And so am I, and I have a fever, <laughs> which I would probably <laughs> never do now. <laughs> but but, um, but. <laughs> um, I know better. But back then, young, stupid. Um, yeah. And so- and our bodies take it a little bit better. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. And, and so, but yeah, she's, you know, also extremely amazing. Um, so check them out, Sancha. And so Sancha, S-A-N space C-H-A. And then Tyler Holmes. Got it. So I have children, in other words. See, long story long with me, always. <laughs> What's well, it like? Like becoming oh, that like mentor, like for other people, like what, like I, I've recently had a couple of friends like asking me for advice and being like, oh yeah, let me write this down. I'm like, this is weird. Like I've never been the like mentor type by any means. What's it like having that transition into like telling your advice or like dispersing your knowledge? Well, that's the funny thing because I was thinking about it yesterday and uh, because I was interviewed by them, the online magazine, and they uh -huh. were asking me all kinds of questions. And, and, and they said, they asked me something along the same lines. And I was like, well, it's weird. Cause I just like to, I just do. And yeah. I don't really think about, Oh, I'm going to do this because I'm an activist. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to do this because um, I want them to praise me. No, I do things because I love doing them. And it just yeah. so happens that, you know, um, Sometimes people um, like what I do, and it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but but also it's extremely strange. I'm like, uh, what? Uh? Yeah. <laughs> um, Marie, do you relate yeah. to that? I mean, I don't think people come to me as much for advice, but I do know that, like, um, everything I do, I I I, I find it, it's funny because I think of it. It's my way of being selfish. I do the things I do, and I help the people I help, and I give the way I give because it's what I like to do, right? It's where I um, find myself. Like, so it's never like things I I, I feel like I'm pulled out of you know myself for right i don't have to be anything extra it's just i'm here in this space and i can offer you this right now um and i think it's it's simpler when it's just like oh this is what i'm familiar with this is a space i feel comfortable in, and i'll tell you a little about it um and i think it's honestly we both work in nightlife persian ice so i think uh people come to you uh because they're um you know, they want to be a part of things or they're wondering how you did it or, you know, things just like that. And I love that um, we can be excited for a community to grow 
and for other people to give back and have a space for themselves. Because I think that's ultimately, especially as queer kids, that's what we want. We want to create spaces, right, for ourselves, period. Yeah, <clears throat> and, you know, um, because when you create those spaces, you allow others to also uh, be themselves. But, but you know what? Also, going back to being selfish, it also allows you to heal, you know? Um, I was... Uh, going back to that interview, uh, they were asking me because I also do drag uh, drag story hour, and Ooh. I was the first performer to be part of the this program that started here in San Francisco, and now it's international with chapters oh. all over the world. Um, <clears throat> but I was the first one, and so, um, uh, wait, wait, what was I going to say? I, now I lost yeah. my. Time. <laughs> <laughs> There's something you about the interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, thank you. Oh, my God. Seriously, I am still kind of like this. <laughs> We're all, it's still, a little bit early in the morning. We're all sort of I, more night people. I, <laughs> I know. I just, I just, yeah. I've yeah. finally had a night off after a week. Anyway, um, so what, what, what I was telling them was that, you know, um, by me being part of this, this program in particular, um, it's, it, it allows me to be, you know, myself, uh, incorporate drag and working in the classroom because I also work in a classroom with Nico, you know, Marie's partner. Um, so it allows me to combine both my love for teaching and my love for drag and drag story hour is that. It's like education, inclusion, and self-love uh, while, you know, um, entertaining and, doing the, all those drag story hours over the years, I realize now that it, it's fun. I love what I do, but it's also allowed me to heal that old queer self of mine. You know, the, that kid that wasn't allowed to be themselves, that kid that that was like, okay, this year I'm gonna act more, more manly because this is what everyone wants me to be. I, I cannot do this and I cannot do that. And so, now that I've been doing uh, drag story hour for the past, what, six years or something, I've realized that it's been really healing for me. And and now I'm in a place where I, I like I tell my therapist, <laughs> I'm hey, the therapy. happiest, <laughs> I know, uh, especially affordable therapy. Yay, uh, affordable <laughs> therapy! Because <laughs> yes. uh, otherwise I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, yeah. And I tell I tell her that you know I am the happiest I've ever been. I, you Aww. know, I've done all this healing, and now moms on my second year of transitioning, and I'm the happiest and yet the most confused I've ever been in my life. <laughs> that how it goes though. That's 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 the trick. That's how they trick you. It's like the more you find out about yourself, the more doors that open to make you work with you. So yeah, I get that totally. Living your <laughs> truth is really not straightforward path really no it's no, confusing it which i think was kind of like the point of like when we started this podcast that we we're like things are so complicated but we do feel like we're on a like a better and good path <laughs> uh yeah, yeah it, and you know what i've noticed is that uh once you are in your in your element like people see that and when they see that it goes it goes two ways either it goes in the way of like, oh my God, that's awesome. I love your energy. Um, you just, you just, you're, you're just there and like present. And then you have the other side, which is like hate and um, yeah. 
violence and all that. So it's like, it's really is <laughs> extremes because you're either getting yeah. all the love or all the hate. And do you find it's easier and, to like associate with people who are more advocators because it's clearer to see, or is it just like too extreme on both sides? For me, it's too ex- it's extremes because, um, like a few weeks ago, I posted a video of one of my students. I didn't show her face, but okay. um, she she was sort of she gave the definition of what a drag performer is, and she put it so simply. It was so awesome. I recorded her voice, and she was like, she said, um, a drag performer doesn't have to be a boy. It could be anyone dressed however they like in their own style, uh, doing what they want. Like put it so simply, very simple, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, yes, this this is my where my students are the best. They they're so they so get it, and so it was a super cute like ten second clip that <clears throat> suddenly started getting traction. And it's funny because they had no title, no one was tagged. There's no hashtags, and. Then they started getting traction and they started getting all the things Marie knows. And so <laughs> I do know. <laughs> and and it was like literally like, no, thank thank you, Persia, for being my student's um uh teacher and then the other extremes. You're a groomer, blah, blah, blah. So it's it's really living oh, in your truth sometimes creates that where it's all extremes, but I, I wouldn't live my life any other way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure because, I mean, the, the before times it had to be more confusing, if anything else, like trying to adhere to like being more masculine or being the things that other people want you to be. I I want to say, because it's funny, because I think we think a lot about like, we talk a lot about mental health here and how we cope. And I have to say, I, I think about you a lot lately, Persh, because... Um, I don't know if I could handle the amount of like bullshit you have to deal with just being, especially around, surrounding, surrounding the drag queen story hour. I don't know how much you know about this, Katie, but like people are protesting drag queen story hours are showing up. Like I just saw a video yesterday of these people coming in and attacking a drag queen and, um, like Jesus. videoing her and saying you're grooming and you're doing this and it's just like wow like it's the same it's like these parents bring their kids they they feel safe there like let parents raise their kids the way they want to you know it's the most innocent at the reading books to children and i also think a lot about um, little miss hot mess and i think she was a big part of it at the beginning um of course she she's I mean, she's amazing. And I know her and I just think, wow, it's so funny to see these people like protesting and saying all these awful things and like not knowing that Little Miss Hosmus is like one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Just, just uh, like, just like one of the most amazing people I've ever met. Just always hugs. Sweetest. Sweetest person. And I just think, wow, to have so much vitriol and hate towards people who are actually just really good people and doing good things. I think that has to take a toll on you mentally. I I don't know. And and the worst part is that, okay, I mean, look what happened with 
um, Nancy Pelosi's husband, and oh, and, yeah. and they have security. They 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 you know um, you I I'm gonna bring up someone that I am not very fond of, but he did bring up a really good point. Um, Senator Scott Weiner was saying how he he experiences that hate, but he has that protection. Us drag performers, we don't have that protection. We don't have that, that privilege of having security 24 right. seven. If they find out where the fuck we live, oops, sorry, can I cuss? Oh yeah, 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 yeah you're fine. <laughs> we cuss all the time. Crunch, okay. crunch, 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 crunch. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mika, hi. Waving hi, hi to you. <laughs> they're, in their morning, they're in their morning mode. If we know, I try not to yeah. interrupt them. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know, he did bring up a good point. Like we don't have that protection and. And it's and it's scary. It really is scary. Yeah. And um, you know, now the protocols for drag story hour are so intense that um, I think you have to be now? really pardon. Well, what are the protocols now? So now, um, ever since that incident on June 11th with Panda Dulce, um, first of all, now I used to take public transit and I was fine. I've been doing that for years, and it was it worked. But, mm -hmm. and I love public transportation, but now I, I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe walking down from the, the train station or whatever to the library because you never know. So now I request a car. And so, you know, the first time was I, I was at Piedmont this summer and I was, I could see the library and then I'll, I could see the cops in front and that alone is triggering, you know, it's- yeah. And and I see the the two cop cars there with the lights on, and I'm like, oh my god! Uh, and I have to go inside. There's the cops, there's security, there's everything, and I get greeted, and they're like, okay, so before we get started, we need to um, go through some of our protocols. Uh, these just went into effect due to what happened. So um, here, come upstairs, and then they take me upstairs, and they're like, okay, so if if you know if anything happens we are going to escort you up these stairs. You have to go down this hall into that room and hide under that desk until you hear oh my, my voice. So you what? hear my voice. And you are not to come out at any time unless you hear my voice. And I was like, okay, thank you. Happy pride. <laughs> oh, God. Jeez, it's and like you God, you're in war, yeah, which is ridiculous. And all you're doing is reading to children and expressing a beautiful form of art. Like, I know, and that, but that's the thing. It's like when you are living in your truth, people sometimes don't, they're not ready to be, be in their own truth. And therefore, they don't want you to be in your truth. And if they really came to a drag story time, they wouldn't, they wouldn't know that, like, have the things they spew are not true. Like yeah. the shows that I do at nighttime at a bar, it's not going to be the same show I do at like 10 a.m. at a library or at a school, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like, <clears throat> like I always say, there's, there's a time and place for everything. And, you know, are there sexy drag numbers? Of course they are. Um, but are there sexy cop costumes? Of course they are. Are there sexy doctor costumes, nurse costumes? And why aren't they saying anything about that? And the, the thing is, and the sad thing is that uh, a lot of 
you know, people who oppose us queers, they only see us as sexual beings and that is all we yeah. are to them. I, and, you know, it's and, irony. <laughs> they're obsessed with your and, sex, sexuality. That, like that's weird. why I always, I, I was talking to someone recently or I was just like, it's so interesting to me in this, uh, you know, current climate, how obsessed people are with just who someone's fucking. And it's like, what, this has nothing to do with that. Like who I decide to love in like that capacity has nothing to do with my career, with my acting, with uh, you know my art form, with how I deal with other people. Other than if I'm interested in fucking someone, you know, like like why does that matter to be defined by that? And it, it's so weird that people bring it back to sex. <laughs> it's like so many yeah, people are broken on that point. <laughs> and some woman was like. I want to have a serious conversation. Why do you think it's okay for you to? And I was like, I don't, I don't get paid to educate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> it's like the kids get it. It's just really simple. You know, drag is what I do. And who I am is, you know, I am a trans person and that's who I am. But, you know, sometimes they bleed, you know, but <laughs> overall, like it's, you know, my drag persona is my drag persona, and then who I am is who I am. Totally two different people, but <clears throat> but people don't understand that. It's really really sad. It's it's yeah. It's sad because then that puts us performers in danger, and you know, um, it also puts the onus of like leadership on you while you're being attacked, and that's not fair either. I know because I don't get paid enough for that. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't. I I've worked in education before. <laughs> that doesn't quite pan out to being. A, so you never paid income. enough. Period. <laughs> no matter what the subject matter feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I guess I think like I I don't know how like did you start therapy recently like when you started when you began transitioning when it, I mean was this just certain thing that you've been like therapies have been important to you for a while. Cause I think that's what I, I love to hear is how we're all learning to cope with these fucking crazy ass, like, Ooh. I don't know. Um, yeah, situations we're in. Yeah. Um, so no, I started therapy. I think I'm on my third year. Um, okay. uh, and that's because, um, uh, because due to a breakup, and yeah. and things were resurfacing after like yeah. like yeah. a few years of, of of the breakup. Things were resurfacing, and I was like, "Oh, what is going on? This is not okay. Like, I I don't need this. Like, and so then I got I started therapy, correction, affordable therapy, and um, <clears throat> through the city, and and I was trying to figure out like, okay, so. Why is this happening? Like we, I've been, we've been broken up for. Uh, by then, it had been like maybe four years. So I was like, but granted, we were together for almost fifteen. So oh, yeah, that's a hard one. So it, it's oh yeah, it really was, and it ended terribly. So I was oh, like, I was like, oh. <laughs> and so um, I was trying to work those things out, and then slowly, um, in therapy. I started questioning, it's like, why? So, uh, you know, while trying to deal with that, um, mm -hmm. other things came up. 
And so then I started yeah. really, really diving into like, wait, so I feel still incomplete. I, I mean, I love my life. Well, I want more money, but I still love my life. I do what I love, um, but something's off. And so then I, 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 she started recommending all these books and I was reading about codependency and blah, blah, blah. And then also, you know, uh, just gender, identity things, self-help books. And and I was on that journey of like trying to like, yes, no, no, yes. Uh-huh. And then I don't know if you remember, HBO came out with this series about this trans woman from Spain, La Veneno. Yeah. No, but now I got to watch it. <laughs> so, so for whatever reason, I got like uh, free dibs. So I saw the whole series before it premiered and it destroyed me like it like it made me question everything about my life everything and but therapy was allowing me to sort of process to through that and then i started talking to my friends who are trans and i'm like so how uh, asking them i'm like so when was it the aha moment for you when was it like oh this is this is who I am and this is what I need to do to keep uh, to keep my brain together and and, and accept who I am. And so I, I was having those conversations with my friends who are trans and and I was like taking all this all this information in and then and then I moved to where I am now and uh, one night um, I you know I got a little too tipsy. Mm-hmm. And um, and I had stopped smoking cigarettes because I only I've only smoked cigarettes for a few years. It's a later in life thing. I, it helped me cope with my breakup actually, and <clears throat> and so um, one night I got really really um, really happy, <laughs> and I, and then I hadn't really smoked because I had already stopped. Yeah. And but that night I was like whatever, and well. Um, I got really dizzy and I fainted and uh, I landed on my face. I broke my pinkies. I um, One of my knuckles retracted. Oh Thankfully my God. Nothing. I've Thankfully never heard this story. I am, I am, keep going, keep going. I'm enthralled. <laughs> and, um, and thankfully I didn't hurt my face, but I refused to go to the <laughs> emergency room because I was fine. Um, they brought me home. Then the next morning, I woke up with my hands like huge, but they didn't hurt, which was interesting. And then I saw oh my God. face, and I was like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> so my roommate was like, "You need to go to the doctor. You need to go to the ER." I was like, "No, no, no, fine, fine, fine." Did you have like a little bit of wariness in terms of going to the doctor? Just well, yeah, because I was like, it's fine. I was like moving my hands and I was like, mm. I was like, I've had broken bones before. This is death does not feel like broken bones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just thought, oh, they're just, they just hurt <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah. But I could move my hands. So it's fine. Uh, so God. then a few days later, I started getting dizzy spells. And so then oh, I no. called my doctor, doctor yelled at me, was like, ah, you need to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, fine. So then I got a CAT scan. Yeah, it was just a concussion. And oh, then geez. the doctor was like, we need to take, we need to see those those hands. They're way too swollen. And then, yeah, yeah 
I had I was like a, a lobster for a month because I had two no. casts, one in each hand. <laughs> oh no! I couldn't do a lot of things. It was terrible. But how would you? So how anyway, would, you grip, would you just do like your forefinger and your thumb? Like, is that how you would grip things? Uh huh. Oh no! But um, so when the, when when I got the X rays at the at ER, um, you know, I got everything back the same day. It was like the uh, the CAT scan came out. They're like, you just had a minor concussion. Please be careful. Blah 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 blah. It's like you have you have two broken pinkies, a retracted knuckle. Like you need, you're gonna need um, to cast. Also, we can't release you. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean you can't release me? They're like, uh, you, your, your blood pressure is so high that you're on the verge of uh, a heart attack and or, oh my um, God. um, um, what is it? Uh, a stroke. So at that wow. moment I was like, holy shit, I can die. <laughs> Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, and that sort of for me was my aha moment of like, oh, I still not complete. Like I need more. Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Sort of where it's... it came to me that I'm like, you're trans, bitch, and deal with it and keep moving forward. <laughs> That's how you got it. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> oh, I love that your hands are the reason why oh, you're so like, yeah. wait this a second, this is. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa, and together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Femme Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Wow, that's a that's incredible. I can't believe you survived through that. How hard did your doctor yell at you? <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't really yell at me, but he was like, you gotta stop. <laughs> you gotta, "Yeah, get yourself together." Um, but no, but so yeah, so um, <clears throat> so then I I was really shocked and really scared, and I was like, "But I feel fine. I don't I don't feel." She's like, "No, you have high blood pressure, so you need to." She's like, well, you do seem fine, but if at any point you feel like your heart or anything, yeah. like you come to the ER immediately, call an ambulance. And I was like, okay. Oh my God. Um, and so then I, that really shook me because, you know, prior to that experience, I've always said, oh, you know, if I die tomorrow, it's fine. I've done so much already. Like, you oh, know, and, and I've, it's always been, it's always been like something, you know, along, along those lines, but now really faced with that 
reality, I it's it really shook me, you know, which as I didn't really think it would um, prior to that experience, but it really yeah. shook me. And so then I re- I had to do a lot of like soul searching after that. And, and I remember they put, uh, I got splints first uh, and then after the splints, like I had to come back to get the actual cast. So on my way to get the cast a, a day or two later, I was texting with my sisters cause I have two younger sisters and you know, I was on the bus and they're like, how are you? Are you okay? And I was like, Oh, I'm going to the doctor, blah, blah, blah. And then I don't know. It just like, it was my aha moment. I was on the bus and as I'm texting them, I literally, it just came came out so naturally where I was just like, and by the way, I am starting hormones. And, and my sisters were like, about goddamn time. (laughs) Oh, oh, what a beautiful family. Good. Really? That is amazing. That's and I was really like, sweet. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, we've all known. It's just like, we, just, <laughs> we were just waiting for you to just like, I was like, I thought. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, so now it's, yeah, it's going to be in, I guess, February or March is going to be two years. Congratulations. Oh my yeah. gosh. What a wonderful family. Um, what are, what are your sister's names? If you don't mind. Uh, Teresa and Talia. Teresa and Talia, thank you so much for being so supportive. Oh, gosh, that's so wonderful. You don't always get to hear those kinds of stories. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, my mom, my parents still don't know, but I, I know they have an inkling. My mom was just here like two weeks, three weeks ago. Really? Not and even. Oh, I, did, I think I heard you talking about this, but I. so really they don't. Not, not my mom. No. My mom's just like, okay. And after, cause I, I, I accepted an award on behalf of Drag Story Hour, the GLBT Historical uh, Society gave, um, gave us an award for uh, 2020 history makers. And, and so I invited my mom and my sister as my dates and uh, my sister ended up not going, but my, my mom did. And this was the first time her seeing me in my whole, you know, glory. I was all dressed up and, yeah. you know, talking about what I do and everything. And and it was awesome for her to experience that. And my mom's like, you know, whatever makes you happy, clearly you're doing something right. So yeah, <laughs> I support you, <clears throat> whatever it is that you do. Do you feel like that wasn't always the case uh, growing up? Um. Yeah. 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 I mean, like a lot of queer kids, you know, it's it's just not, you're not supported. That's why I think Drag Story Hour is so important because it allows kids to sort of like experience less trauma regarding their own identity. Yeah. Because look at how many messed up adults are there. Oh my God. I know. Well, I'm like, while you were talking about it, I was like, I feel like we just need to put like a line of therapists in front of like every drag story hour so that like it's like protesters go this way and then they have to spend a mandatory half hour of therapy with a licensed (laughs) therapist before they're allowed to protest. (laughs) That'd be smart. 
This is such a oh, pie in the sky your, idea. When you're protesting or educate yourself about it, that would be. Awesome. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be great <laughs> if it's just like okay, like look, you're going to be disrupting things. So before you disrupt things, you're like put some bureaucracy on these fucking assholes. You know, <laughs> like you have to go through the proper paperwork in order to come here and protest today. Um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I think that's the funniest thing, too, is when I hear a lot of these arguments. And I'm like, you don't, what, are the, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what, especially the, like, uh, I've seen a lot of, like, well, drag is just about sexual and they're taking money and kids and they're taking money for sexual favors. And I'm like, what the fuck are, I was like, I've taken no money for sexual favors and I've only been doing this, you know, yeah. here, maybe, uh, when do I get that part, you know, like, I know, I, I don't think that like, either. <laughs> I, I just think it's so weird because, especially because I, I, I know so many uh, queens who also just don't do anything risque. They're just all about like the fun bubbly, cute little, cute, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's all the, there's a range of performances. Like you said, you're not going to show up through Drag Queen Story Hour, you know, half naked, jiggling them titties. Um, <laughs> you know? Right. right. It just, like, I think it, the fact that that people really don't, there's sense involved in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, some common I, sense involved in it. Because I'm sure if, if they would go to one, they would uh, they would really appreciate it. Because really, we don't only talk about gender identity when we read books. We talk about, like, um, uh, like one of the, my favorite books to read is called Bodies Are Cool. And it talks about all kinds of bodies. It talks about people with stretch marks, people without stretch marks, people with big bellies, people with no bellies, you know, uh, p- uh, bodies with muscles, but bodies not with muscles. Uh, roll up to the, what is one of the lines? Roll up to the table legs. You know, <gasps> bodies are what? Cool. And <clears throat> and so then there's a lot of like things that. that we incorporate that are beyond just, uh, you know, uh, identity, you know, gender identity. And so, yeah. again, people can't look beyond that. And, and it's it's kind of sad. But, you know. Uh, I, I saw this one woman. Um, uh, I, I was on Instagram. And it's funny. She's an AFAB drag queen. And this is how ridiculous these people are. And they're like, you're you're going to hell because you you just want to be a woman. And he's like, oh, by the way, (laughs) let me just tell you something, homie. Like, this is, it's like, there's, if you have a singular idea of what drag is, if you have a single, you know, what, what this art form is, I, you know, I like to see it as, um, then you're really missing out on the, on what it actually is. And I don't know. I, I think Persia handles this a lot better than I would. And that's why I always say I am very thankful that I am not actually anybody famous or important in this city because I think it's a lot of, uh, it's like you have your own shit besides drag, right? Like you have your own life besides drag. You have your own stuff that you're going through and then having to deal with all these other people's thoughts about what you're doing and how you're doing it and what that should, what it should or shouldn't look like. And I think also just, I, I think the association uh, specifically with like grooming and things like that, I think I couldn't take that. Like, I think it would break my heart. Um, especially as I know you, Persia, you love kids and you love take, you know, you've done 
amazing work with children and i i really appreciate what uh, i love that there's social justice focus you know at, at at your work and that um there's a lot of kids who are gonna be i don't know safer in themselves and they're going to be safer human beings right they're going to be more accepting and loving human beings even if they're not they don't grow up to be queer or they don't grow up to be you know trans whatever they they're going to be yeah. better human beings and more they're going to be better <clears throat> allies because representation matters it really yeah. does like uh, on mondays i go into one of the first grade classes because i'm the head teacher for first grade for the after school program but for during the day i i go on mondays early Wait, what's today? Oh, no, it's Friday. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I was like, oh. You have one day off, and now you don't know what day it is. <laughs> no. no, one night off. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, anyway, um, I go in there, and um, one of my kids, he, you know, he's Indian, and they just celebrated. I can't, I can't remember what, because I didn't even know. I didn't know either, but um, uh, they Ramadan? just celebrated. No, Duwali, Duwali, and so I didn't know. And so here's my student, first grader, teaching everyone about you know um, oh. what he, about what he celebrates and how he celebrates it, and oh. seeing his face like talk about all these like awesome, like, you know, creatures in this book and he's showing us and he's telling us how they're pronounced, you know, um, it, oh. I can see that joy just like, like oozing Amazing. out of his little like body. And, and he's like, yeah, and we do this. And then we light this candle and then we do this and this and this. And it was just so beautiful to see because a lot of them kids had questions like, oh, okay, so what about this and this and this? And then he was answering the questions and, and oh, you know, I one of the that. coolest things that the teacher, the head teacher, the, the main teacher said was, you know, sometimes we don't celebrate the same things other people celebrate, but it's really important to learn about other what other people celebrate, what other people's traditions are because then we become familiar with that. And also it, it, it opens up our community and it allows us that to, to learn that everyone's different and it's okay. And we just gotta accept each other because, you know, maybe, you know, you celebrate something, but maybe another person doesn't, but then you can teach them about what you celebrate. And that's how we stay connected and, and become more loving towards each other. And I think there is so much hate because there is such divide. Yeah. Well, and it, it's it's so interesting that, you know, the conservative side always describes it as grooming where it's like, well, I think we're growing people to be more open and, and trying to expose them to things so that they don't, I don't know, show up at a fucking kid's storybook reading and like go nutso to the point of like attacking another human being. Like it, it it's amazing to me how how dark people take it and then and then how violent they get just all because they just don't seem to understand or care to understand because it, it, it's such a unilateral vision of like what life should be yeah and i mean if they really if they really cared 
for children. You know, they would be investing in teachers. They would yeah. be investing in in houseless uh, folks. Uh, they would be investing in all sorts of things, so all sorts of programs that actually help children yeah. instead of like going on this thing that really it's all about love and inclusion and um yeah like why why are some teachers <clears throat> some teachers who teach during the day uh driving ubers at night like why is mm-hmm. that why is yeah. that a thing right yeah. like if you really care for children you would be tackling that you would be helping that teacher like have one job because that's about my goal in life to have one job um <clears throat> because I have oh my god I've been thinking about trying to do a sketch that's like Lord of the Rings style, like one job to rule them all <laughs> instead of like exactly. working the 40 yeah. million that we have to do in order to get by. Yeah. You know what's exactly. funny is I think about what the real grooming is and it's, I, I think like when I was a little kid at a Christian school mm. being taught about how I, about sex and how I need to not do it and mm. like how I need to be prepared to be a wife and how I need, you know what I mean? Like I have to prepare to be raped, you know? Yeah, like I- and ha- exactly. And it's weird because I remember um, they had us <laughs> dressed up in wedding dresses very young and what? being at these, yes. And I, you know, and uh, my back was out, but it was okay. Cause it was in a wedding dress and it was very beautiful. And, and it's so weird. Cause that to me is that's grooming. That is what that I is think of as grooming. grooming. That yes. is really grooming, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so gross. It's so gross to what we were raised to be good wives. And yeah. like it's so hands made taily, it's not mm-hmm. even funny. It's it, I and I, I think what's what was rough for me is especially as a black woman, as a fat black woman, like that didn't work so well for all those things that were supposed to happen for me didn't happen right like i didn't meet the man in my dreams and get pregnant and like do you know what i mean like all these things and so that was an identity shift for me when i couldn't fulfill my role and my goal and somebody had to teach me that that's all i was and that's all i could be as a baby making machine and when i found out i've got like a uterus that doesn't work that way you know what my whole identity as a woman was question and who uh, how I felt about myself and that doesn't seem healthy at all like no. I, like now I'm like oh I'm definitely not a woman then I can't even have babies and I can't you know keep a man or I I, I didn't get married young and I'm not popping out five million kids I actually had friends who were like you don't know what this you don't know what it's like to love others like I don't remember it was like something weird what? yeah because I, I wasn't capable I hadn't had kids so I didn't know how to what real love was well, yeah like it was something along those lines and because I remember Half calling her my out for in another human being like that's what real love is yes and it was weird because she was i remember i called her out because she had said she had called these she went online and was calling all these women whores and i oh said you have God. sons i said they're gonna learn from that you realize that and that's what she was Good. like well you don't you know you don't know you this is you don't you have no idea what this like love it i was like but your met your your sons are gonna call women whores now and not only that we all called you a whore in high school because you were the, like, so do you want it? Like, is that like what you want? Right? Like, this is the, the and I, I, that's, that's grooming. And, that, like, right? and yeah, because it's like, 
they're not allowing you to to sort of explore and explore what you're curious with because then you now you have and and I'm and I'm learning this a hard way because now I get men who are just hitting me up because they're attracted to what they see but because of society's standards or society's things they're like oh I can only see you at night or yeah. I will only hit you wow. up at like yeah. you know when when I'm tipsy and I'm I've let my guard mm-hmm. down and and I can really be myself but then once all those all those cards go up oh I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna block you I'm not gonna call you I'm not gonna do yeah. this and so it has mm-hmm. this this effect you know be that 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 it just, you know, it's this weird cycle of self-hate um, yeah. because of Being because of that is a, is, because yeah. Uh, yeah because of that grooming that you're talking about, you know, yeah. right? Be- and what it yeah. should be and what it can't be, and then like it suddenly like all of the different, I don't know, like creativity or just self-expression suddenly just gets whittled down to like a road that like your car doesn't fit on, you know, <laughs> like not at all. There's that's the thing is like no matter what I try to do to be that picture I could never really be it right I just saw this thing it was funny because it was like um it was saying like all to all the the black kids who grew up in predominantly white schools how does it feel to know that you're attractive like and it not it wasn't just like that you were because you're around all these people who have this traditional idea of what it is to be attractive and then you grow up you're like oh wait there's something that exists outside of this bubble we it's 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 scary that we limit people so much because when there isn't a place for them, you go through years of years and there's things I still like have to fight and like kind of undo and unpackage because I wake up in the morning, like this is not how I'm supposed to look. And this is not what I'm supposed to be. And this is not how it's supposed to go instead of like owning my story and just being living in it. And you know, living my truth to to the extent that I can, right? I, I you know, it's uh, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very hard. Persia, yeah, do you have any advice on like what what how how do you find yourself living your truth? Like how how do you become that person that like just daily lives their truth despite the noise, the warring, the you know, like all of the hate and everything that's thrown at you every single day? Well, you know, I. I, I have great co- self confidence. I it, yeah. it, I know it's gonna sound she very. Good. I do I do, and I think more. People How'd you get people, that? <laughs> well, the therapy has helped a lot, um, yeah. and and not only that, but like doing what I love really oh. keeps keeps you in a way grounded because you're you know you're like oh shit okay I I. I what do I do next? Like, and, and, oh, I, uh, th- this sparked my interest. Let me do this or let me that. And so just going with what, <clears throat> I know it sounds really like cheesy, but really going with or doing what you, um, what sparks your interest has really helped me, for example. I mean, never in a million years did I think that I was going to be <clears throat> a, a drag performer, first of all, uh, much less like a, a drag educator. <laughs> yeah. And so um, <clears throat> sort of finding 
those things that spark your interest and you start figuring out, oh, well, this is, uh, I like this. So then how do I incorporate this more into my life? And then I like this too, but so then how do I incorporate this more into my life? And, oh, wait, I can incorporate both things. And then now I'm doing both things I like in one thing, you know? And so it's, it's really, uh, staying curious has allowed me to sort of, um, uh, built more confidence in me and and again it's it's not easy because you know when i'm not in those safe spaces of like el rio or other queer spaces when i'm not in those spaces and i'm entering other spaces like it's really apparent to me that i'm visibly a trans person and i cannot hide that i i don't have the privilege of blending in i am six foot tall now i'm half whitish hair um and, and she I, wears heels like um <laughs> like the heels heels like the three four or five uh, inches she does not know those that's how tall they seem uh, no they're six inches you need to get your eyeballs checked um <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, 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 you know, like I was saying, it, I think it's all about, uh, doing what sparks your interest and trying to figure out how to get paid to do what you like. Um, you know, I'm my, my goal in life since I was a kid, I was like, I need to get paid to have fun. And, and that's, and it's happening now. I mean, it's the pay is not that great sometimes, but <laughs> most of the time, but yeah. I still, I'd rather, you know, when I was in LA um, after college, I I was working full time and I was actually making a decent amount of money and I was so unhappy, mm, so unhappy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. a, would I rather be unhappy with some money or would I rather be happy and kind of struggling? I mean, they both kind of, <laughs> but yeah. But I'd rather it's be kind of its happy. ideal, but that's that's so beautiful, and what a what a wonderful place to like to be that kind of a mentor for so many people coming up as well. And you know, I mean, I know, but again, that's it's what not your easy. version of grooming is like. <laughs> grooming up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you went there but it's all right well, i get it we got it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens it happens i tell an inappropriate joke at least once a day um yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, when you go for the funny it's gonna you know you never know how it lands but i i, I hear it and i appreciate you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate. Like, I mean, my my jokes don't land all the time, and it's funny. Like my Halloween my joke. <laughs> what was your? Ha Do you mind if I ask? What was your Halloween joke? <laughs> I was so right before Marie was gonna perform. I was trying to get everyone to come up to the stage. And so I was like, okay, well, we wait for people to like keep coming from the patio up to the stage. I was like, I'm going to tell, do you want to hear ghost stories? And everyone's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I've been so ready for Halloween. And um, <clears throat> because in the past two weeks, I've been ghosted five times. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> and then I was like, it's great dating wild trans. And and I think I think what happened there was that you know people just felt really sad for me. 
Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Which is even funnier. Which is even funnier because I was like, I was like, it's okay, friends. I'm not funny, but my life is. And then that's when I got him back. Um, nice, nice. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's but it's true. That's amazing. That is amazing. I thought it. I, I think it's it's all hilarious and way to bring them back. Um, Persia, is there any shows or anything coming up that people can find you? Is How can we support you and the Drag Story Hour? Um, you know, check your local um, libraries, um, especially if you're here in the Bay Area. Um, they happen often. Um, you can follow me on um, Instagram. It's uh, at P-E-R underscore S-I-A. And, um, you know, I, I do them frequently. Right now, I'm, um, I don't have anything scheduled until December uh, in Glen Park and then also in uh, the Eureka, uh, Eureka Valley branch, which okay. is the one in the Castro. Uh, so there's going to be two Drag Queen Story Hours in December. Um, and then there's also going to be an art mark um, on Noe and Market uh, this Sunday, which I will be DJing. But cool. um, next month, there's, they're going to have a holiday um, uh, celebration yeah. where they... Mm -hmm. We just did last week, we did uh, the Halloween um, uh, art mark, and it was super cute. There was like 50-something kids for the costume costume contest and oh my god i was like ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so cute <clears throat> oh. I love it, it. it was super cute yeah so yeah just follow me on instagram i post a, a lot of my stories not on my actual page but on my stories your stories okay very cool marie do you have anything coming up that you're excited about um you know not for i perform in a couple of weeks um on the 17th at the edge um i'm doing the monster show um and then the week after that i'm doing video vault um but other than that um our friends are in town so i have not been feeling well so i haven't been able to show them around but i think i'm feeling enough better enough to like um hopefully show them around this weekend and that's kind Good. of the only thing i have planned okay yeah. beautiful yeah beautiful. and you katie what's going on with you uh, I am resting my torn ACL uh, at the moment and uh, hopefully getting into PT pretty soon. And um, yeah, then uh, scheduling surgery. So I'm not performing anytime soon. Um, definitely not auditioning for video games anytime soon either. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Pants, and hopefully there will be uh, some fun things ahead. Oh, there will be a uh, Geekscape uh, holiday show, which should be fun. Um, and if nothing else, I will, uh, Persia, if you don't mind, I would I would love to pitch you as like a part of the show um, in whatever capacity we can get you on for. Um, and then get y'all out there. But yeah. Yeah, I'm down. You know me. I'm always down. If yeah, I'm free, says, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> That's that confidence. That's that confidence. Love yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Any last parting words, everyone? Any pearls of wisdom, Persh? <laughs> 
stay safe and be yourself. Ah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and for me, as you always know, please re- remember to be kind because the universe is chaos. Marie? Um, and it's okay to take uh, NyQuil and Mucinex together if you need to go to sleep and you can't breathe. That is okay. <laughs> We are not official doctors. I need to get new snacks on here. I love it. That's the one. That's the one. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mm. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.